0: This is Neha Patel, and I have spent the last 15 years as a nursing home administrator in various markets all over the state of Indiana. I'm fortunate to be able to support all of you in QSource in the first of many toolkits and podcasts to help you tackle the obstacles you face daily caring for our seniors. This podcast mimics the checklist located in the toolkit so that you can easily follow along and essentially check off items you feel are important to implement in your organization. A common theme during this podcast is the idea of an Employee Council, a council which consists of a few department leaders and floor staff, no more than 10, with a goal of soliciting feedback in all new areas you are implementing, simply to improve turnover and ultimately retain your employees. Keep in mind that successful councils are typically the ones that are ran by the building leader, who ensures agendas are met and meetings do not last more than an hour. Providing food and beverages always helps also. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my first podcast. Now let's kick it off with a topic that is near and dear to my heart, tackling employee retention and recruiting the best. Employee retention is an area we as a country are all facing together. Many of you deal with this on a daily basis, whether it's in your facility, the grocery store forcing you to use self-checkout lines, taking your car for an oil change, fast food restaurant services etc as a result we need to look at our internal operating processes to determine how to combat turnover and ultimately keep our employees the keys to attracting and retaining high performers lies within four domains one strong recruiting and onboarding processes two altering our scheduling practices three evaluating job specific tasks and four Diving into staff engagement and value. I will discuss all areas more in depth, so let's get started with recruitment and onboarding. This area of opportunity really asks you to look at the experience from advertisement through the entire employee journey. How accessible is your employee application process? Is it time consuming to complete? Who reviews these applications and what is the turnaround time from application to contacting the candidate? Is your application process digital, or does it require the candidate to come into the facility? And how does that first impression look? And is there a team in place to conduct on-the-spot interviews? Treating our potential candidates should be very similar to the patient referral process. And typically, the first facility to contact the individual is the most successful one. Evaluating the interview process can be reviewed also. Take it back to the basics. Do we have the right individuals conducting the interviews and can we include an employee who is actually doing the duties you are hiring for? For example, can a housekeeper interview another housekeeper with a supervisor present? This will help the job in detail so the candidate knows exactly what they are getting into. Are benefits and career advancements discussed during the interview process? This is a great marketing tool for candidates. If you're unsure of the company benefits, include your facility's HR coordinator to assist in either training or give the explanation to the candidate. Included in the toolkit are a set of tip cards, and one of them includes basic interview questions that can help any interviewer during the process. Once you and your team have decided on hiring a candidate, what are the next steps in your process to get them onboarded? Consider the timeline. Many people need to start right away so does your process reflect this how does your orientation process look like are there improvements that can be made does the individual who conducts orientation have the personality to lead an effective and engaging orientation other areas to consider are the availability of ongoing training and if a system is in place how effective is a program once orientation is complete Are new employees expected to work the floor by themselves or can they be paired and mentored by a tenured employee? A paid preceptor program that guides and mentors a new employee and gives feedback to the department supervisor on a routine basis is a game changer for everyone. Not only does it help resolve issues and improve communication, but it also fosters relationships and allows a fresh set of eyes into your processes. Consider creating an HR committee that meets weekly to discuss all applications, recruiting efforts, employment separations, etc., with your key leaders involved. This may help keep the priority of recruiting and retention in the forefront of your leaders' minds. All of these areas are great topics to include in your employee council to solicit feedback on what works, what doesn't, and what needs tweaked. For our next topic, let's discuss diving into our scheduling practices. We all know the pandemic changed the trajectory of our workforce and forced us to become creative when covering shifts due to quarantine policies and overall preventative care. These practices are now embedded in our staffing patterns and our employees' minds, as every workforce needs employees. As a result, we need to stay competitive, and that includes working with our employees' needs at home and for their own well being. Questions to ask yourself include. What opportunities does my organization or department have for self-scheduling? Do we have an electronic scheduling system or is it written by hand? Is it easy to interpret? Who is conducting the scheduling in my departments and are they approachable? Does their mindset match leadership and are they being monitored or do they kind of run their own department? Keep in mind, this does not just include the nursing department. Be sure to evaluate all of your departments. Do your leaders understand scheduling? Can training be conducted on a routine basis? Are routine scheduling meetings occurring and how often? Does it forecast holes in the schedule and what is the plan to cover them? Are we communicating these holes with all staff so they have an opportunity to create a flexible schedule? Ensuring that enough time is allotted for orientation of new employees is very important to ensure, one, they stay employed, and two, they feel comfortable caring for the residents. Another area to consider is evaluating the, quote, normal shift hours, six to twos, seven to threes, etc. Due to rising costs of daycare and a new generation entering the workforce, an early start to the day may not be feasible or ideal to some of your employees. Is there an opportunity to have shifts start at a later time and end at a later time? Can half shifts be implemented into the schedule? And can staff trade shifts without violating the attendance policy? Does the attendance policy reflect flexibility and take into consideration employee social factors? Does it offer forgiveness when necessary? If your facility utilizes agency staff, you may consider including this in all of the areas you implement especially the ones who pick up at your building often. What does their orientation into your facility look like? Do they even have one? What is their interaction with the staff and vice versa? Is there a team approach to caring for the residents or are they thrown into a shift without being familiar with the facility's processes? More ideas to include in your employee council for feedback. Reviewing all of your facility job titles and tasks is an area that can be time consuming, but certainly eye-opening. So this takes us to do domain number three, analyzing job tasks. So let's take the role of a laundry aide, for example. Have you as a building leader or a department supervisor reviewed the job description of a laundry aide and know all of the ins and outs of what it takes to complete their tasks? Not only would this be beneficial to you as an interviewer, but it would allow you to conduct a time study to see if the task you expect a laundry to do can actually be done without overtime. Maybe evaluate the jobs that have the highest turnover, and why is that? Are staff not taking breaks because they simply need the money, or is it because they truly cannot get their work completed? Is the job manageable? Other areas to review while diving into specific job roles include the valuation of technology used for the job and what is actually required. Are you giving the tools needed to your employees to get their jobs done more efficiently and or at all? Conduct an inventory audit of all of your products you order. Is it organized? Is it located and accessible? Or are supplies on the other side of the building away from resident rooms? Who completes the ordering? What is the schedule? and who's the backup for ordering. Even the smallest improvements from information you gather during this process will have a huge impact, not only in the efficiency of the job role, but it will also show your employees that you value their job and just simply care. And you guessed it. Take all of this information to your employee council to see what works and what doesn't. Feedback from those who do the job is the best feedback you can get to make positive changes at last we have come to our last domain number four diving into staff engagement and value this area may require a complete culture change in your facility however culture is what ultimately sets you apart from other facilities it's how your employees feel about working at your facility and it's about how your residents feel about living at your facility a very impactful immediate way To make a positive change is the concept of leadership by walking around. This simply asks the building leader and department supervisor to leave their office and walk around the building conversing with staff, residents, and family. Please keep in mind, this is separate from compliance rounds where the focus may be to look for areas of improvement. Leadership by walking around is the opportunity to know what is going on in the streets and simply getting to know your employees other than what they do for a living. It's building trust. It's building relationships. That is what will set you apart from your competitors and ultimately keep your employees happy. Get to know your staff. You spend more time with them than your own family at times. Involve your staff in major decisions that affect the facility and their jobs. Include them in routine quappy meetings, clinical rounds, morning huddles, and of course, employee counsel. Conduct a morale committee that meets frequently. Include a representative from each department reflecting leadership and floor staff. Events do not have to be expensive. They can be centered around theme days such as National Donut Day, where the housekeeping team buys donuts for all staff at the facility's expense, of course. Ultimately, Changes in our industry the past 10 years are forcing us to look at our internal processes to help recruit the best employees to our organization. However, don't forget your current staff, the ones that have stuck around during these changes because other industries are making it very attractive to come on board. However, there is a reason your staff continue to stay with you. Take that feedback, coupled with even a few changes I discussed, and you will be the facility of choice for employees. Good luck and talk to you soon.